a lot of them have those unrealistic expectations where they think they're strong, but then when we put it into account, like what we're looking to work towards, they're like, fuck, that's going to take forever. And it's like, yes, it is a skill <laughs> we're looking to improve upon. This is the journey, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And you know what though? Like when we say it's going to take a long time, I think um, 12 to 18 months to see really good sustainable change. You know, if I look at the women in our program have had the best transformations, it's been 12 to 18 months and that's actually not that long. No. Really? No, when you look at life, when you look at how many people have been dieting for 10, 20 plus years, Mm. a year of hard work, persistency to be consistent, to be able to maintain is like nothing in the grand scheme of life. Totally. And like, think about, you know, if you're listening to this, yeah, how many diets have you done? You know, how many years have you spent jumping from quick fix to quick fix to lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight? And then most women end up with, you know, hormonal imbalances, shitty sleep, digestive issues, low energy. And those issues just, I think, tend to get worse as women get older. So, you know, you've got the choice. You can either spend the next 5, 10, 20, 30 years of your life losing weight and maybe getting to your goal weight and maintaining it for a few months and then you just end up binge eating rebounding or you commit the time to this and making those lifestyle changes welcome to the weight loss for women podcast a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more train less and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I have one of our amazing coaches, Kathleen, back on the podcast. So I've decided that um, I'm going to start recording podcasts with the coaches on different uh, topics, you know, going through client case studies. Uh, and Kathleen is first up. Welcome back, Kathleen. Happy to be here. Hello, <laughs> Kathleen is our coach based in the States. If you haven't listened to her podcast, go back and listen. She was your classic over uh, exerciser, lots of running, under eater, tiny when she came into the program. You had cycle issues too, hey? Cycle issues? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now she's just looking jacked and awesome. She's <laughs> put on <laughs> heaps of muscle and fixed her cycle issues, which is amazing. Eats so much food, 2,800 calories. Amazing. Uh, so yeah, check out her, her podcast and whereabouts are you in the States again? Um, Belmar, New Jersey. Yeah. Okay, cool. No fucking idea where that is. But anyway, somewhere in the U.S. Never from New York City. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm sure the U.S. people will know. Um, so today I wanted to, uh, chat with Kathleen about how to reverse engineer the body that you want. And I guess what I mean by that is that a lot of women, when they come into our, uh, program or, I mean, I was even the same. I was just so focused on losing weight. You know, I didn't care about body composition. I guess I didn't really understand or know about body composition. And when I met Craig, you know, he said to me, which really stuck with me, Kitty, you need to stop destroying the body you have with restrictive diets and cardio. And you need to build the body you want with, you know, real food and strength training. So he's like, you know, you want to look like a strength athlete. Because I remember him, you know, like we were having this conversation and he showed me some pictures of some like, you know, really strong women. And I was like, oh, they look really good. Uh, And he's like, well, what do you think they can deadlift? You know, what do you think they can squat? What do you think they can overhead press? I was like, I have no idea. And he showed me, I was like, ah, okay. So getting stronger means that I'll have 
more muscle. And he's like, how much food do you think they eat? And cause you know, these are just like some, um, fitness models on Instagram, strong ones. And, you know, they would post about their building phases and things. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of food. Like, I really want to be like that. Um, so I started eating more and, you know, tracking my food and strength training. And, you know, obviously all my you know, shitty cycles and poor sleep and binge eating disappeared. But I actually, my body started to change and I was able to eat more food, um, which I think everyone wants to do, right, Kathleen? Like, who doesn't want to be able to eat more food? 100%. That's, yeah. That's one goal. Yeah. <laughs> and be jacked. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, just be able to like, you know, I think, you know, it, it's, it's when women come into our program, we, we're not here to tell you, you know, this is the body that you need to achieve. You tell us, and then we're going to help you show you how that you can get there. But I think one of the most common things I see, and I'm sure Kathleen will be able to comment on this too, is that 98% of the women that join our program are undermuscled. Would yeah. you agree with that? Yeah. Like yeah. I think it only, rem- maybe even 95%, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, it's just so, I mean, I don't even, there was this one lady that was in the program before, she was a powerlifter, she had a fuck ton of muscle and she just needed to lose body fat, she was really strong, but, you know, majority of women, even if they've been training for a while, you know, um, and I was the same, I thought that I knew how to train and then when I actually met Craig, I learned how to train effectively and, you know, do the movements correctly, so I was working through the full range of motion, you know, really, um, I guess, stimulating those target muscle tissues and then pushing them to muscular failure, which, or close to, which I wasn't doing. And I think a lot of women don't really know how to train, um, or push to failure. Do, do you agree with that? No, hundred percent. And a lot of them have those unrealistic expectations where they think they're strong, but then when we put it into account, like what we're looking to work towards, they're like, fuck, that's going to take forever. And it's like, yes, it is. <laughs> a skill we're looking to improve upon. This is the journey, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And you know what though? Like when we say it's going to take a long time, I think, um, 12 to 18 months to see really good sustainable change. You know, if I look at the women in our program, have had the best transformations. It's been 12 to 18 months and that's actually not that long. No, really? No, when you look at life, when you look at how many people have been dieting for 10, 20 plus years, mm. a year of hard work persistency to be consistent to be able to maintain is like nothing in the grand scheme of life totally and like think about you know if you're listening to this yeah how many diets have you done you know how many years have you spent jumping from quick fix to quick fix to lose weight gain weight lose weight gain weight and then most women end up with you know hormonal imbalances shitty sleep digestive issues low energy and those issues just i think tend to get worse as women get older so, you know, you've got the choice. You can either spend the next 5, 10, 20, 30 years of your life losing weight and maybe getting to your goal weight and maintaining it for a few months and then you just end up binge eating, rebounding, or you commit the time to this and making those lifestyle changes. And I think the brilliant thing about building muscle is that once you get to the point where you're happy with your physique, you actually don't have to do the same amount of work to maintain it. So you have to maintain your numbers. So let's just pretend that you, you get to a hundred kilo deadlift and you're like, yep, I'm happy with my body. You just need to maintain that and you can do a third of the volume that you did. So a third of the amount of work to actually get there. So, you know, uh, a lot of women say to me, oh, Kitty, you know, will I always have to be trying to get stronger forever? Cause you always seem to be trying to get stronger. I'm like, well, that's just cause I enjoy it and it's fun, you know, and I like the challenge, uh, but you don't have to. You know, once you achieve those numbers and you're happy with your physique, maintenance is easy. It's easy. You know, and you can eat more food and you maintain a leaner physique. 
you know, and so I think that's another awesome thing about um, having muscle. And maybe, Kathleen, before we jump into the case study, can you talk a little bit more about, you know, why it's beneficial when trying to lose weight to actually build muscle as well? Like, how does that help? Mm-hmm. Well, I think at the end of the day, when we visualize our perfect health, when we're kind of, quote unquote, reverse engineering our health, nine times out of 10, everyone's going to say they want to feel great in their body, but they always go to the aesthetic goal first. So it's like, okay, you want to get that aesthetic, but do you want to do it at the expense of what these diets do, of downregulating your metabolic function? Sleeps nine times out of 10 poor. Um, your energy levels are low, low libido, low uh, erratic moods, whatever you experience around your symptoms, cycles. Um, <clears throat> so it's like circling back at what cost do you want to get to that ideal health vision that you're looking for um and just the yeah the the benefits of building muscle is just beyond because one you can um eat more food which like you said everyone wants to be eating more food um it helps your metabolic function of sleeping better it helps um i mean just endless yeah it helps you utilize carbohydrates better so it improves your insulin sensitivity it's like this amazing you know big sink for glucose um, and yeah, eating more food is amazing, you know, and I think too, like uh, Craig and I've talked about this as well. And I don't, I, these weren't his exact words, but he, you know, it's like referenced somebody's study and he's like, you know, for every pound of muscle you put on your only, and again, I don't know if this is the exact right amount, like burn an extra 30 calories. So let's just say you put on five pounds of muscle. That's actually not a lot of calories, but, but I think, you know, that it's the recovery process that actually is so energy intensive so you know you don't actually burn that many calories when you're strength training but it's the day after when your body is doing all its magical things to recover and build more muscle that's really energy intensive and you know just what we found from working with clients is that the ones that actually apply themselves in the gym and make some good strength gains can actually eat more food and lose body fat so they go through a body recomposition process and when they achieve their desired physique they're eating more food versus they diet the fuck out themselves, don't strength train, and then they're like, fuck, I've got to eat 1,500 calories to maintain this new body, and I've got a host of all these other shit issues. Now, can you lose weight without strength training? Absolutely, because it's a calorie deficit that will, um, you know, drive the most weight loss. And there are women in our program who have lost a considerable amount of weight without strength training and just walking, but it's been slow and steady. They've just not been able to train for various reasons. So we're not saying that you can't lose body fat without strength training. It's just much more beneficial to, you know, for the reasons that we mentioned to build that muscle um, so that, you know, when you do reach that, maybe the body weight's not the right thing. It's the body composition. You know, because a lot of women, I say to them, well, look, if you looked fucking awesome naked and you were going to weigh 80 kilos, would you give a fuck about what the scales say? And they're like, no, Kitty. I said, exactly. But look, if you've got a lot of weight to lose, you will definitely lose weight. Like if you were an 80 kilo female at 20% body fat, you'd be the most jacked fucking female ever. And you'd probably be taking a shit ton of steroids. You know, even the IFBB pro women bodybuilders are not 80 kilos. So yes, you will lose weight. But you might find that you'd end up at a, say, a higher weight than you thought and look better and your clothes will fit better because five kilos of muscle and five kilos of fat, while they weigh the same, five kilos of muscle takes up way less space, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think if you can apply yourself to training, 
um, it's really beneficial. And I think a lot of the women that we work with, I mean, we have women of all ages in our program, but we have a lot in their forties and fifties. So, you know, as we age, you lose muscle, you know, when you're going through menopause, it's going to be so beneficial for you to actually have more muscle. So like we said, it's going to improve your body's ability to utilize carbohydrates, improve insulin sensitivity. And there's lots of studies on women going through menopause, you know, like, and I can drop them in the show notes that have more muscle and how it's beneficial to their health. So, you know, it's not just about how you look, um, you know, there's the health benefits, but you know, look, like we said, most women, like they say, I want to be healthy, which they do, but they want to look better too. And that's totally fine. But you just got to do it, do it in the right way, right? Do it in the right way. So I thought we, what I could ask Kathleen is to take us through a case study of a client that has actually gone through this body recomposition um, process. So do you want to just, um, Kathleen, start by talking through like the onboarding process and, you know, what you do with clients to work out where they are, they're where they are currently with their current body composition, their health issues, and then you know, working out where how you work out where you want to, you know, how do you get them to where they want to be in terms of their desired body composition and how that correlates to their lifts and increasing their lifts in the gym. Because I feel like this is just women don't place enough importance on the lifting when it comes to the transformation. Like they just think it's all about the food. Obviously, the nutrition is important. But if you really want a, that physique, that tone, and athletic body you've got to train. Like it's the training. You've got to get stronger and considerably much stronger than you are now. Like, you know, obviously a lot of women say they don't look like me, but I'm pretty fucking strong, but you need to get a lot stronger than you are. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, on our onboarding call, what we do is we put in your height, weight, body measurements. And what that does is it gives us a percent body fat. So where we're starting is a good gauge on where we're going to take your journey essentially. Um, so we always tell women that the healthy body fat percentage that we're looking to accomplish is anywhere from 25 to 30%. From there, if you're in that range, it becomes very goal specific on what you're then further looking to accomplish. So obviously you considered a lower body fat and still be healthy. Absolutely. You can sit below 25, but this is just a starting range. Like let's get you at least into this range. And then from there we can work on improve, like if you want to go down and build more muscle and have less body fat, we can go beyond that basically. Yeah. Because I think too, this is it. I just want to jump in and make this point, sorry, is that like, I think a healthy body fat is a range. So, you know, like for example, I think you're, how much, how, are you 20% body? Oh no, according to insight, because obviously there's different ways that you can measure body fat and they're not exact. Obviously you get a DEXA, you can do how we do it, but it's just a way to measure, but it gives you a rough idea. So you're what, 17% body fat, you sleep well, you've got a good cycle, you've got lots of energy, eating lots of food. So, you know, you can sit at 17% body fat, you can sit at 25% body fat up to 30 and still be in that healthy range. So I think you also want to look at, um, it's not just the body fat that matters, it's the rest of those subjective and objective measures that we look at, like temp and pulse and sleep. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, I just wanted to jump that in. Cause I think like, you've got to look at everything, right? Like look at not just, um, not, and I think look, probably below 15 is not good. That's going to start affecting your cycle and your sleep. Um, but then, yeah, you know, like I said, we've got women in our program that sit, you know, 16, 17% and then women are the 25% that are happy and healthy. So really it's about you getting to a place where you're happy and that, you know, you can be healthy and feel good. Yeah, and it's really important to take into consideration your subjective measures of digestion, um, like you said, sleep, mood, all of those things. It's very, very important to, you know, see where we're coming from, from a metabolic standpoint. Um, because nine times out of 10, sometimes we do just have to kind of sit at maintenance and kind of see where 
your mood, your your energy levels balance themselves out so that your body can feel comfortable to be able to adapt and change to the stressors that we're putting on it. Because mm. at the end of the day, training is a stressor. It's a great stressor, but it needs to be used. Um, and dieting, make- obviously, too, is still stress on the body, even in small, you know, because we never do huge deficits. That you're right, I think your body, you need to be, you know, you're right. Some people just need to sit at maintenance for a month or a couple of months and improve their sleep and their digestion, build some muscle. Then they can, you know, uh, attack a deficit and their body can handle it. Yeah. Mm. So then what we would do is we'd take you into, okay, let's look at what your goal body weight and your goal body fat percentage is. And I think this is very, very important for realistic expectations for women because so many of uh, the women that I work with are coming from this dieting background where they just have this number in their head that this is the number I want to be on the scale because for whatever attachment reason they have, this is what I was at this weight and I was happy, or this is what I was pre-pregnancy or whatever it is. They have this number in their head and they're so fixated on it that when we get them to be lifting heavier weight than they've ever touched in their life, it's so unrealistic to expect to weigh that same weight. Um, So we'll put their goal like, and some people are very like, this is the number I want to be and this is the body fat percentage I want to be. Some people are like, I don't even care. I just want to feel better, which is great. Um, But again, for those realistic expectations, we'll put in those goal body weight and the um, goal body fat percentage. And what that tells us from there is how much weight you need to lose. And then ideally, we want it to be a positive of how much muscle you need to train on. Um, So there there are plenty of times where I've done this with people on their onboarding call and all of a sudden, the body weight that they want to achieve and the body fat, the percentage that they want to achieve means that they need to lose muscle mass which we never want to do. Um, so it kind that of, can I open it for them, is it? Do they go, oh, shit, you know, because the big aha moment of like, okay, so that's not unrealistic. So then where do we take it? It's like, yes, you win. Um, so then it's like, okay, so now your body weight actually has to come up for you to continue to build muscle and be able to quote unquote train on and not cannibalize. Yeah. And that's obviously certain women, you know, like, Women that are sort of lower body weight, moderate, yeah. you know, body weight, like women that are like, I've got a, quite a bit of body fat to lose. That's not going to be the case. Cause like we said, they're going to, you know, um, they're going to lose weight regardless. They can't, you can't even like, I think even a 70 kilo female at 16, 70% body fat's probably not going to be like, you'd be so jacked, right. you'd be pretty yeah. jacked, you know, like, and now it's not going to be our clients. <laughs> so no, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Kathleen, like as an example, you know, like say you had a woman who was like, I don't know, 80 kilos, you'd work out her, um, like you'd say, okay, your current body weight is 80 kilos. You've got this much lean mass and you're 35% body fat. So then do you like, we show it, show them photos, hey, and give them, show them what different body fats look like. And I like this too, because I think some women, you know, like they're like, oh, I really want to, you know, there's those 15% and then there's what, like 15 to 20, 20 to 25, 25 to 30 and they look at that lean body, you know, like say someone like you. And I think the 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 leaner that you want to be, obviously the more muscle you have, it's easier to be leaner and maintain a leaner physique. But it's still, you have to be more maybe disciplined. Like you have to, it's the lifestyle. You know, like look at like our clients like Anna Hansel. Like she just lives a lifestyle, you know. And for some women, doing, trying to achieve that might be unrealistic. Like they don't realize what they have to do to get there. And it's not necessarily they have to eat really low calories, but you have to be precise. You have to track your food most of all of the time, nearly, you know, like it's to get to stay leaner, like quite lean. It does take 
a certain amount of discipline in doing, you know, the tracking and being consistent and not drinking and doing all your training sessions. So like, do you ever have women go, like, if you tell them that they go, actually, I probably, I think that I want to get there, but I, I've gotten to like 22% body fat. I'm really happy and I've got more muscle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They'll, they'll look at the picture and they'll see the 10 to 12% body fat <laughs> stage ready. And they're like, well, like great. I'm going to be realistic and say closer to 20 to 22 or 25, or, you know, I'm happy at 30% that, you know, yeah. if that's where I want to be, then, then so be it. But yeah, I think a lot of them have that realistic expectation typically when they look at like the chiseled abs and they're like, yeah, yeah I probably don't have the the diligence. But, but also too, like being that, like, that's only if you're going to compete, you know, and like yeah. Anna is a client of ours who competes and she only stays that lean for a very a short period of time, you know, it's, and then she reverse diets up. So I think, you know, I feel like most women seem to be happy if they get between like 18 to 25 with muscle. Like they seem, you know, and then again, you can be a bit leaner like you, you might be a bit higher. It depends. Like we're not here to tell you um, where you need to get to, to be happy, but everyone's better with more muscle. Everyone's more happy with more muscle because I feel like you can sit at a higher body fat and look leaner when you have more muscle. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So case study. So who's the case? Well, we won't say her name, but we'll say client, client X. X. She started at what was her starting body composition? So she started at 157 pounds, which I actually didn't work out to kilos. For all the Aussies. Um, which is 71 kilos. Yep. Um, and she was sitting at 40% body fat, 40 how much? Lean ma- muscle. Her lean body mass was 93 pounds, which she... uh, is 42 kilograms. So when we, when we, when we calculate, cause obviously like there's more to your body than just muscle and fat, but for the purpose of what we do, we just look at it as this many kilos of lean mass, this, this many kilos of body fat. And what we found typically, uh, and you'll be able to tell me the exact number is we want to get their lean muscle to what roughly and then they're going to be, you know, like as a baseline, is it 52 uh, above 50 or uh, I don't know, kilograms? Um, <laughs> yeah. Pat, the, the pat, the conversion, <laughs> um, about 115 pounds. Yeah. So what's that? It's different yeah. for everyone, depending. Yeah. But sort of getting closer to that fifty kilos of of muscle, like when we're working out the calculations above. You know, because if I if we look at I think a lot of the women in our program who have achieved their body goals at varying levels of body fat, they've all got that fifty kilos plus of of muscle. Um. Um. Okay. Cool. So she's. So what was her goal when she looked at the photos? What did you work on her goal to be? So she said somewhere around 25. Percent body fat? Yep. Mm-hmm. And how much yep. lean mus- muscle did she need to get? At what weight? Uh, that? So we actually didn't have this feature yet. <laughs> no, we did her onboarding call. But um, she essentially needed to train on, quote unquote, about 10 pounds of um, lean body mass. Yeah, cool. To- so her goal. Yeah, so what was her now, if you were to work it out, the goal weight and the goal body fat to get that? So from now where she's at to where she wants to. Yeah. Right now she's at, she's sitting at 147 pounds, so down 10 pounds. Mm. Uh, 
and down to 29.6% body fat. So she's already decreased her body fat percentage by 11 11%. And she's increased her muscle by? 10 pounds. Wow. Wow. What an amazing change. So talk me through. So let's say, so, so you've got, okay, you've worked out your current body composition. You've worked out your desired body composition. So, you know, for example, you need to train on 10 pounds of muscle and we need to lose this much body fat to get you to your desired weight and desired body composition. So talk me through then how you look at the lifts and where they're at currently and what they need to get. Because I think this is, uh, and this is what was a real light bulb moment for me was going, okay, shit. All right. So currently I can deadlift 60 kilos to 10 reps. I need to get to 120 kilos to 10 reps to achieve my desired body composition. And I was like, wow, that seems like a lot but it also gives me a tangible goal to work towards. Because I think, you know, like obviously once you nail the skill, because there's a skill acquisition, you know, like when people progress initially, there's quite a bit of like, they're just improving at the skill. Once they've nailed the skill and then the weight is going up, you know, you're building muscle. So if you can add 50 kilos to your deadlift, you know, you have to have built more muscle to lift that weight. That's more weight. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, yeah. then all of a sudden you can do it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. to be the aggressive overload. Mm. Go figure. Um, so she started her squats at 50 pounds for six, which is 22 kilograms for six reps. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has progressed over from September till now um, with a little bit of a break in there. She's progressed to 100 pounds for 10, so 45 kilograms for 10. Mm. Uh, for her deadlift, she started at 60 pounds for 20 reps. Um, just the classic trying to figure out rep ranges. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and has now, so that was 27 kilograms um, and is now up to 190 pounds for seven. So 86 kilograms uh, for seven. Amazing. So on the brink of 200, which. Wow. Is- and again, like we said, there was, there's a lot of, a, a bit at the start, there's going to be the increases due to the skill acquisition. And I think too, you know, like when you're new to lifting and you learn how to lift properly and then you push close to muscle fat, you're going to see those good newbie gains. You know, that's the great thing. Obviously, once you get a bit more advanced, it's much slower. But once you've got the physique you want, who gives a shit? You know, like it doesn't matter. Like you're happy. You'll have the body. So as you you know, if you're listening to this, you can clearly see that the changes in her body composition have resulted from the increases. Her lean mass increase has resulted from the strength increases. And then obviously you need to fuel appropriately. So what's the calorie range that she's been eating in since she started? Yeah, so around 1,800 to 2,000 is where she's been. Um, wow. How amazing. So she hasn't been eating 1,200 calories? Right, turns out. <laughs> Wild. Um, and then she also, so another um, metric is her lat pulldown. So she started yeah. at 40 pounds, um, so 18 kilograms for 15 reps. And is now up to 105 pounds for 12 reps, so 47 kilograms. How amazing. So just like such great jumps. Um, and it's indicative of her measurements continuing to shrink, her lean body mass continuing to come up. Her subjective measures have like done a full 180. Her stress resist, she has a very stressful job. And she just said like, it just kind of brushes right off her stress resiliencies through the roof. Um, acne has inc- has uh, improved. Um so yeah, a lot of that's amazing. It's just by, I mean, she her focus right now is just strength training. Like she doesn't care about anything else. Yeah, and I think that's the best mindset to have in this journey. Because listen, your body weight's gonna go up and down. It's gonna fluctuate. Um, 
you know, measurements can go up and down too. Like I've looked at my journey and just alone, like it's gone up from like, uh, just like I was sharing this with a client and she was like, oh, thank you so much for that. Like, should it be the synergistic, like my measurements are coming down? And I was like, absolutely not. Mm. I had, you know, just dancing up and down by 1%, but the trend over time is coming down. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think, you know, this journey will never be linear. And even Craig, when I were talking about that in terms of the lifting as well, you know, there's days when, you know, like, fuck, we get woken up at 1-8. Like last night, these bloody bats screaming, like they sounded like they were fucking killing each other. So, and then our next door neighbor, Carl's hanging out the window going, oh, what's going on with these bats? So like, anyway, so we were wait for, for in this morning because I'm tired today. You know, so like, there's going to be sessions where you'll go in and you'll just go through the movements, pull the weight back. You know, there's times when people get injured, shit will happen with work. You know, it's just, I think, important about go- doing it, just doing it and knowing that your progress isn't going to be linear. But when you look at it over months and years, like you say, look at the trend. And I feel like that is where so many women fall down here is that they're too impatient and they they, they, they get so caught up in the day-to-day and the week-to-week and in, instead of stopping and going, okay, focus on being mostly consistent with nutrition, not perfect, you know, getting in the gym, training consistently. There'll be weeks and days maybe where you don't get to train whatever, or you don't train as hard or you don't hit your numbers, you know? Um, and, but it's like you say, looking at it over a long period of time, even me with like, cause when we started back from the, you know, after so we can have a baby and I got properly back into strength training, I started with four days a week and I always like, I like to lift the compounds, you know, to failure, which is pretty ta- bloody taxing. So I made some good progress to a point and then I was like okay fuck I'm hitting the wall now so um and so then we like pulled out the squats and just did something else and that was good for a while and then we pulled it back to three days and I was doing full body and that went well for a while but then I was like oh I just can't make progress on the pendulum squats I'm too fucked from the you know hack squat so I pulled them out and on Saturday because uh, I'm an advanced lifter I got a PB on my hack squats finally because I just felt like I was like I got to 100 and then I sort of went backwards and I was hovering around that 100 and I got 110 for six. I was like, fuck yeah. You know, because I was just doing, cause because I'm, lift, you know, doing these big compounds, I can't recover if I do too much. Um, so, you know, it, there's times when I didn't make progress, but I just stuck with it because I was like, okay, you know, I really want, I really want to get to 120. I'm going to try 120 this week at, at the gym at the hack squats. But, you know, it's like you could easily just give up and go, oh, I'm not making progress or, you know, like you've got to look at it over that longer period of time. And I think you, you nailed it right there. Um, and otherwise, you're just going to keep staying stuck on this yo-yo diet train. And muscle takes time to build. Like it's slow. Unfortunately, yeah. it's annoyingly slow. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the problem is that most people grossly <clears throat> underestimate the time it takes to reach a goal. And that's the beauty of reverse engineering is it makes room for that error because think about like if we kind of parallel it to like a construction project, somebody sets a timeline for a construction project, it is never going to hit at that exact date. Same thing goes for changing your body. Mm. It's never going to be the time frame that you want it to be. Nine times out of 10, you have to double, if not triple the time it takes to get to where you want to be and just kind of mitigates that frustration of wanting your body composition yesterday, which nine times out of 10 people that join this program, they're like already frustrated at at their journey. And it's like, okay, now let's lock into this nice, slow and sustainable approach. This is where you need to be. And it's like, well, Frick, I wish I started this like 20 years ago. It's like, yep. (laughs) But again, like we said, 18 months is not like to see good change. Yeah. If you're consistent, it's not that long really, or even two years, you know what I mean? And the thing is too, it's like, this is about sustainable lifestyle changes, you know, 
I always say to clients, what do you think that I do differently to you? Like, yes, you do have to be more focused in the beginning. You know, if you're doing fat loss, you have to really track accurately because if you go out of a deficit, you're not going to lose body fat, you know? But, and when you get to maintenance, you can have more, you, know, you can eat out a bit more, but I still don't eat out every day. I don't drink alcohol every day. You know, I still do my training, still get my steps in. So you still have to maintain these behaviors and habits. You can have a bit more flexibility, but it's about becoming a new person. You know, it's, it's, you have to think about the person that you want to become and do the things that they do. And I think fall in love, we got to fall in love with lifting, I think, you know, but it is, it's just so fucking exciting. Like, honestly, since I hit that 110 for six, all I've thought about all week, crapped on to Craig, every single day, I'm like, that's it, gone for 120. Cause I had this idea about, you know, a while back, I've got to get 120. I thought it's going to take me so long, but now I just can't stop thinking about it. It's so exciting. And even if I don't get it, it doesn't matter, you know, because... Yeah. I'm going to be living for the rest of my life. That's yeah. right. Cause I'm going to get it eventually. I know yeah. that I'll get it, you know? So, but once you actually fall in love with the art of lifting and, you know, it is a skill. Lifting is a skill. You know, I think women also uh, underestimate that skill development part of it. It's not like you just go in and throw a few weights around, you know, and you do the same thing, Kathleen, you record your videos. You know, I record mm-hmm. my videos. I watch them back. You know, some of them I'll still send to Craig. Um, and, you know, sometimes I still don't nail it. And I've been lifting for like nine years now, you know. So it's this sort of ever-evolving, exciting, you know, challenging uh, thing that I think just builds your confidence and teaches you resilience and teaches you how to get gritty um, and teaches you how to fail forward and just keep going because it's not quick, you know. But... Like, have you ever met a woman who's gotten strong and hated it? No, never. I've I've had women say, like, I don't want to get bulky. And I'm saying, and I just typically say to them, you let me know if that starts happening. And I haven't had one woman yet let me know that they're like, oh, I'm getting too bulky. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, so how they do look this bulky. Kind of, of lifting means bulkiness. Um, and they're scared of that for whatever reason. But I don't think they realize that that takes a lot of time to get to. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like if they say, I don't want to look like you, Kitty, like, well, you probably, it's pretty hard to look like me. Like, <laughs> but it, like, if you put a bit of muscle on loose body fat, you can look good. Yeah, absolutely. You look so good. And again, you know? going for an aesthetic. Everyone wants to look good naked. Totally. There's nothing wrong with that. But you could do it in, the, in a healthy way and you can eat more food and you can have good health markers if you practice patience and consistency. And like I said, you have to just, you have to change your identity. Yeah. And the, and the mindset is such a big component to it. And I think you nailed on head talking about habits of what habits you need to implement, but I think more importantly, what habits you need to lose as well and checking in with like what you're doing on a day-to-day of eating, exercising, managing your stress, building emotional resiliency, you know, maintaining your mental health, whatever it is, but um, whatever you're doing on the day-to-day, is that getting you to where you want to be? And then if it's not, then having that realistic expectation of what needs to be changed. Mm. And you know, like a lot of women will message me and say, oh, Kitty, I'm doing everything right. I'm not getting results. I'm like, well, you're not doing everything right. Like, you're not. Yeah. You know. Something because it's not right in these pieces of yeah. the puzzle. Yeah, because right. the thing is, and that's that's why, like, we offer a money-back guarantee in our program. Obviously, you have to do everything. Like, if you come into our program, you track all of your food consistently, hit your macros, do your training, upload your training videos, get better, get better and obviously apply the feedback, come to your check-ins, you know, you know don't drink piss every weekend and you don't make measurable progress towards your goals, 
we refund your money, but it never happens. We've had ne- not one person actually do what we've said, not make progress because you can't. Like if you, if you, if you are consistent, like what other, what other program out there offers a money back guarantee? You know, obviously if you don't do it and you're not consistent, like it was so funny, Mel posted this, like, and I just, it sort of frustrates me sometimes. So I think women are a bit in denial sometimes, but this woman, she's at a 12 week mark and Mel was just going through her progress and she's like, okay, look, this is the options if you wanted to renew. And she's like, I don't think this is working. You know, I don't want to renew. And she posted up a, kit, a thing of her graphs and they were all over the place. Like not consistent at all. I'm like, well, obviously it's not working because you're not being consistent with nutrition. And I think you have to, like, you have to be consistent most of the time. Like it's not going to fucking work. <laughs> it's just, you know, you're, del- you're delusional if you think that. And you, you, you know, I think if you're someone who keeps sabotaging themselves or can't be consistent, perhaps it's time to dig a bit deeper, you know, and look at why is it that I can't do this and you know like my friend Greta is amazing Teresa's amazing I've had both of them on the podcast they work with women who self-sabotage and I've had women go to them who weren't able to be consistent and then you know got to the root cause of whatever it is and you know then they're actually able to do it so you know I think ask yourself like is it that I don't have the knowledge and know what to do or is it that I do have the knowledge and for whatever reason I can't be consistent and am I making up excuses you know, and I'm not saying that, look, I don't have kids. Kathleen doesn't have kids, but there's a fuck ton of women in our program that do, mm. you know, and I'm not saying that you should compare yourself to others, but you have to really ask yourself, like, are you making excuses? Because, you know, your progress might be slow, which is totally fine. And, you know, you may not be able to train sometimes, but you can control what you put in your mouth. There are things that you can control to make progress. And like I said, we've got a lady in our program who lost 46 kilos. She didn't train hardly at all. She works with Mel over two years. Um, just through walking and she ate 1800 calories and she had a little ups and downs, but that's just a great example. And she had a six, I think her son was sick and she was sick and this is all these things is why she couldn't train, but she focused on what she could do, you know? So I, I, I don't know, like I, and I talked about this on the Instagram post, um, for me, like I am very fearful of regret. I don't ever want to, in 10 years time, look back and think, I just wish that I did that, or I wish I took action, or I wish I took that chance, or I wish I went all in and wasn't afraid and did it because I don't ever want to look back on my life and think, I wish that I did that, you know? And that's exactly reverse engineering of you started the finish and then work your way back so that you have that clear plan in place and there's going to be roadblocks and you factor those in. Mm. Uh, That's life. It is. It is life. It is. And you've got to be honest with yourself. And be vulnerable and like, but reach out for help, you know, like it's okay. You can't to not be able to do it on your own, you know, and ask for help, but you have to take action and ownership and responsibility because otherwise you will get to 10 years time and think I am the same as I am. I was 10 years ago. I may be, I mean, my symptoms are probably worse, you know, I'm probably fatter than I was. And I'm not saying it's all about how, how you look, but you know, and we're not about getting you shredded. I want to get you to a healthy body fat range, help you build some muscle, feel good, sleep well. Don't tell me that you're going to regret that in five years' time, doing those things to get there and then feeling good and happy in your skin. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, look at the activities you want to be accomplishing in 10, 20, 30 years, grandkids, whatever it is. Mm. Do you want to be interacting with them or do you want to be sitting on the couch because you have so much pain because you just didn't move your achy, rustic body? You know, your health is a a direct correlation of what your, your habits are every day. So mm-hmm. are you going to fully chip away and, yeah. and improve that or 
They're just going to keep making excuses. And slow progress is good progress. Even if you just made 1% improvement every week. You know, yep. Imagine if you added one kilo to your deadlift every week for a year. 50 yep. kilos doesn't seem like that much then, does it? Mm. Yeah. Just sure. consistent, imperfect action is the key, ladies. And taking ownership, I think, too. That's very key. Because as soon as you start blaming other people for why you're not where you are, you just lose your power, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, do you think there's anything we haven't talked about? Um, it's all of it. If you're persistent, you can achieve it. If you're consistent, you can keep it. And that's the biggest takeaway here. Oh, I love that. I really love that. You know, and I think, you know, it, it, it's, you know, our program isn't cheap. But it's not cheap for a reason because, like I always say to women, you got to think about this like an investment in your education. And I think once you do this, like, because, you know, I fucked around for 70 years of my life doing all the dumb shit, you know, all the stupid diets, killing myself with heaps of cardio and hit. And then I, then I met Emma and Craig and, you know, learned about nutrition and that I could eat carbs and strength training, tracking my person. Like, wow, this actually isn't that difficult. It is simple once you've learned it. And then it's just about being consistent and it's slow. And it's your ability to, to, to be focused and, you know, make that consistent, imperfect progress over a longer period of time. Um, and it becomes so clear. Like it was, did you see that message in the channel from Nissa about one of her clients? I thought that was brilliant. This client messaged her after six months. Remember she'd been out of the program for six months and she messaged oh, yeah, her to see yeah. how she was going. And I don't know if you've got, have you got Slack open? Can you read the message? I feel like it's just a brilliant message because, you know, this is not just about getting to your goal. It's giving you the skills and the tools and the knowledge to achieve, to achieve them and then maintain your results ongoing. And I just thought this, this chick nailed it. I was like, this is perfect. It's in the, um, we share all like our client wins in it. We've got a little channel in Slack, which is cool. Um, my lifestyle is so easy. No training stress and eating is a piece of piss. (laughs) Consistent most of the time, but can enjoy eating out and no stress about this ever. I can't thank you, Kitty, and the program enough. You're the best. Yeah. Yeah, just shit like that. Because it's like once you learn the foundation, you're like, fuck, this is not that hard. I can't believe I dicked around for so long, you know, cutting carbs and doing keto and running and running and running and running. When all I had to do was just lift the fucking weights, track the... F- I mean, it's not that simple. I don't want to take away from the coaching team. And there definitely are nuances. But I feel like a lot of the women focus too much on the nuances and the 1% things when they're just not nailing, nailing the foundations. Once you've nailed the foundations, then you can get into the nuances, right? Yep. Yeah. And if you want to make time for your health now, then it will make you, it'll force you to make time for it later on. Yeah, totally. So just bite the bullet, ladies, and jump in. You will not regret it. You know, one thing that nearly every testimonial says that they've done our program they're like, fuck, Kenny, I followed you for like a year, two years. And then I wish that I'd done this sooner. Mm-hmm. You know, I sat on the fence thinking about it, you know, can I do it? Am I going to fail? And that's an- that's actually another thing that women say to me, I'm really scared I'm going to fail. I'm like, well, you will fail. You will. It's normal. That's a normal part of the process. You've got to condition yourself to failure. It's a good, great teacher. You know, as long as you just pick yourself up, learn and keep going, you'll be fine. Look at I look at all of the successful, you know, transformations in our program. They've all failed. They fail more than most women have tried, but the difference is, is they don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. They pick themselves up, they learn, and they keep going, you know? And I think that's is the difference. And you've just got to um, uh, change your view on failure and look at it as a good thing, I think. Yeah, we absolutely learn best from our failures. Yeah, you learn quick, too. You're like, okay, that didn't work. Noted. Yeah. 
And then using a coach, hey, this didn't work. What's the game plan moving forward? Don't beat yourself up either. There's no point. You know, that shit ain't going to help you. Just pick yeah. yourself up. You know, I think it was, I don't know, maybe it was Gary V. And he said, this is not his exact words, obviously, but he talked about like, I'm not even you know, with my failures. I'm not even, I'm too worried. I'm too, I'm spending my time thinking about the next thing that I'm doing rather than worrying about the failure. I just learn and move forward. I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. Like if only we could all do that, stopping so hard on ourselves. Like I think women are so hard on themselves. It's like focus on the awesome things you've done instead of the fuck ups and the failures because you're probably doing better than you think. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that with clients that you have to remind them sometimes? Oh my gosh, yeah. The the amount of time that I have to say, do you even notice how bad, how poorly you're talking to yourself? Mm-hmm. None said they don't. Um, and that, that internal turmoil that they're creating in their body of just stress and high cortisol levels just because they have such bad negative talk. And mm-hmm. like, can we just circle, like there's so many times where I just circle back to like their starting point of like, do you remember where this is where you started in whatever strength training or whatever metric? And they're like, oh my God, shit, you're right. I have come a long way. Mm. And then it kind of puts it into perspective for them of, all right, I'm doing not as bad as I think, like you said. Yeah. And like whenever shit is hard for me, I always think, okay, where do I want to be in 12 months? Imagine if I just show up every day and just do a little bit of what I have to do. Imagine where I'll be in 12 months. And that's (laughs) how I always think about the possibility. Yeah. I don't think about all the shit that's going to go wrong or the failures. I just think about the possibility. And just keep showing up, keep taking action, that consistent, imperfect action, and it works. Yeah. Yeah. Fear of regret. I, I completely yeah. Yeah. resonate with that. Cool. Awesome. Well, that was great, Kathleen. Thanks so much for coming on, sharing all your wisdom and that client, that <laughs> that client example. It's great. Can't wait to see where she is. And how long has she been in the program now? So she's on her second renewal. Um, so cool. we started her second renewal, which is right. super exciting. It's so yeah. exciting. We'll have to check back in and see where she's in another 16 weeks. Yeah, exactly um, right. So ladies, if you have listened to this and it's inspired you or you've been thinking about the coaching or want to learn more, I'm just going to pop a link in the show notes um, with some information and then you can book a free call and have a chat with myself or one of the team. Thanks so much, Kathleen. Thanks for coming on. And um, I'm sure you will have you back on Zoom.